Okay. Well, hey everyone. I'm just fiddling with the mic here. Hey everyone, and welcome to. Oh boy, taking a deep breath here with all this technology. Welcome to uh, our weekday series, Your Questions, God's Questions. And this is day number 11, and we are still on Your Questions. So we're going to get right to it tonight. And um, yeah, uh, I invite you to share this with um, with others. You know, you're watching on Facebook Live, a couple of you. Go ahead and press that share button. And remember that we've got it on Podbean and Apple Podcasts, so you subscribe to those things. Go find us, City Point Church, Quebec, and uh, when I upload, you'll get it right to your device so you can listen. And uh, I want to hear more from you. I need to hear more questions. I'm starting to run out, okay? So you can message me. You can email me. All of our contact info is on our website, citypointchurch.ca. The question for today, day number 11, is can a Christian marry a non-Christian? And this is a very common question um, and an excellent question that's being asked here. Uh, Yeah, good volumes. Um, The answer is yes, a non-Christian or or a Christian can marry a non-Christian, but I think the better question would be should a Christian marry a non-Christian. You see, we have examples in the scripture uh, that show marriages where you have a Christian and a non-Christian. Uh, for example, we're in uh, in the letters of Peter in our own church, and um, we're in First Peter chapter 3, and there you have an example of a believing wife and a non-believing husband and how the wife should behave in such a circumstance. And then you have uh, a, a the same thing, probably the same thing, although it doesn't state that the wife is an unbeliever, but it's implied, and how should the husband behave. But it's clearly implied in the case, the first case there, and it's, uh, it's in First Peter chapter 3, in the same way you wives... Uh, be submissive to your own husbands. Now, we broke all this down yesterday. This language is going to be very offensive to you, but we interpreted it correctly yesterday. Uh, you can watch our message online uh, called Your Government, Your Boss, and Your Spouse. Okay? I'll tease you with the title. You can look it up and see. Be submissive to your own husband so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, that's an that implies that they're not believers. It's a way of saying it. They may be won over without a word by the behavior of their wives as they observe your behavior and so on. And again, uh, I, I want to be fair to the passage. You should, you should read it in context and you should uh, watch the message from yesterday to get a proper understanding of some of these words. In any, any case, here you have a believing wife, a non-believing husband, and there's no condemnation stated by Peter in this passage. He doesn't say, oh, you sinful wife, you made a terrible mistake. No, he addresses the situation and says, well, you can win over this husband of yours by your behavior, and not by your preaching, not by slamming him over the head with a Bible, but by your behavior. And authentic uh, behavior 
and and behavior that shows that you revere God and respect your husband is going to win your husband over. This is kind of the gist of the passage. But it's interesting, he doesn't criticize the wife for being in such a marriage. Uh, the typical passage that is used is out of Paul's letter to the Corinthians. I think it's 1 Corinthians 6 or 7. And he talks about a believer and a non-believer being unequally yoked. Do not be unequally yoked, he teaches there. And while this is often applied to marriage, and a yoke is a harness, you would harness two animals together, and they would be able to pull a heavy load together if they were in harmony. And so what he's saying is, you know, you can't have light and darkness being yoked together. The context of the passage is not marriage. It could be applied to marriage, but it's better applied to things like a business relationship, uh, very close working together, something of that nature, okay? And, and the context has to do more with um, behaviors around idols and food and, and, and things like that. So while it is often applied to marriage, it's not really the context. In the Old Testament, the, the Jewish people were strictly commanded to marry uh, within the faith, within Judaism, because if they didn't, they would be bringing in all of the various other religions, and the, and they were polytheistic religions, and they would bring them in, and you'd have a you'd have a person, you know, a, a Jew married to uh, to an, a non-Jewish person, and then you have a conflict of religious views that's happening. And so the Jews were told very strictly not to marry anyone who was not uh, a follower of Yahweh. Um, so, but in the New Testament, and, and we've seen it, we see examples in the Old Testament too, there are cases where it happens. And so, is it, can it happen? Yes. Should it happen? This is a more operative question. And usually what happens is that a, a woman who wants to be married oftentimes will find that they can't find uh, a man, you know, in their church setting or whatever that they want to marry. It's very common. I have seen that for 20 plus years. And so oftentimes they get into a relationship with someone who's not a Christian at all. And I've counseled couples like that and couples who want to marry like that. And uh, so the question is, should you, should you? And it can also be asked a different way. Should an atheist marry a Christian? You could flip it the other way. And the, the answer to the question is, no, that, that's not a wise idea to do. Because what will, what will happen is there'll be a conflict in religious views. And depending on how deeply those religious views are held is going to definitely affect the, the relationship. I would sooner marry two atheists than I would an atheist and a Christian because I know they're asking for trouble uh, right away. And inevitably what happens is the person of faith, whether it's the husband or it's the wife, will compromise their their values and so on in order to have uh, harmony in in the marriage. And that that is not a good thing to do because eventually it's going to lead to frustration as that person has kind of put their faith on the back burner, and they're going to be frustrated by that. So you want to, the general advice that the scripture gives is that you should marry a like, like-minded like person in terms of your religious 
conviction. Um, if you don't, you're going to have, a, it's a recipe uh, for conflict. It's not an irresolvable conflict. Here, Peter is addressing it, and he's saying this is not unsolvable. You can, you can win this person over by authenticity in your behavior, but it isn't something that is necessarily wise to do. It's happening. It happens more and more often, I've noticed, uh, in church settings, especially because a lot of people are meeting their 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 spouses online. Uh, but it's not necessarily just because you can marry someone who's not a Christian or an atheist can marry a Christian and flipping the other way doesn't necessarily mean it's the wisest thing to do. doesn't mean that it should be done. Okay, so I hope that that clarifies it a little bit and, uh, and that that's an answer to the, uh, the question. And I look forward to being with you again tomorrow, day number 12 of Your Questions, God's Questions. Until then, God bless you.